0: Welcome back to the Toowoomba Chamber podcast on showcasing a member. Today, we're very privileged to have local small business identity, Joy Mingay with us, to have a conversation about small business, what it means to her, what it means to the community, and to explore some issues around risk for small businesses, the challenges, and what she sees the future of small business as we move through COVID-19. So, Joy, welcome. Thank you, Todd. So let's uh, let's start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. How did you get involved in small business? How did you create your small your identity in this community? Because you're very well known as one of the most influential leaders um, in this town. Aren't you kind?
1: Well, I credit occasionally. <laughs> all of the time, I do credit a lot of my success and growth with Classic. To the chamber, I've been involved with the chamber for nearly 15 years, and as a I started out as a sole trader. I think I mentioned to you I had the dog as my receptionist; he wasn't very good, and I didn't have the budget for marketing. And it was, um, if you think 15 years ago, the internet and social media wasn't as powerful as it is today. So I needed the old-fashioned methodology of networking and talking to people, and Chamber gave me that platform. And that's why whenever I meet anybody who's starting out in business or new to Toowoomba, I always recommend that they come along to a Chamber event because not only is it very welcoming and it's good for people to have a network, it helps you professionally broaden your contacts and helps you grow your business. So let's go Let's
0: go right back to the beginning. Yes. Uh, as a sole trader. Mm-hmm. So... And I assume was um, obviously from your house? Yes. And can you tell us about sort of the challenges that you faced from there and how you built up to be classic recruitment here with a number of staff?
1: Well, as you say, very challenging times. I had worked for the university for a very long time as their business development manager and worked with the corporate club there, which became Business at, at Dusk. And they had a restructure and I had an opportunity to do a couple of freelance things. One was work for and Co. Museum and one was to work in the recruitment field. And after six months, I was asked if I wanted to buy Classic and I did and operated, as you say, out of my spare bedroom. And then it was, it was tough. Cash flow, I think, you know, is, is king. I remember when I wasn't very good at internet banking, I would go to the ATM every day to see if I had any money to pay my bills and then routinely had to ring Telstra and ask if I could pay them over a period of time. And I think that's the story of many small businesses. And the turning point for me was Fitzy's opening their back bar and John Fitzgibbons asked me to do the recruitment and I was down there so often he said to me, if you're here much more joy, I'll have to give you an office. And I said, what a good idea, John. And the rest's history, they were very good to me. And I think that's a hallmark of business in Toowoomba. John supported me to give me a start. I couldn't have afforded commercial rent in those early days. And John stuck by me and I think gave me that leg up. And I, I think as you talk to people, and you'd hear this every day, is that leg up and that hand up is a big hallmark of doing business in Toowoomba.
0: Yeah, so let's just touch on a couple of things. Firstly, I, I do want to acknowledge and recognise that the very supportive small business community here, and if you ask for some help, mm. um, there will always be someone to put their hand up to do that. But I think it's important for our listeners and the broader community to really understand, if they don't, and many might do, just that very early stage when you're by yourself as a sole trader. Probably eating rice and two minute noodles. Yes. To survive. Yes. And you just got a break mm. to move up. So tell us about, and you talk about also the essentially the anxiety, the mental health challenges associated. Just so can you just really focus on what it, what it felt like for you and what you needed
1: to get you to that next level. It's very scary. I think that all of us in business, even today. You know, it doesn't, and I've still got a long way to go, but that scary knowledge every day, if I don't work, I don't eat. We don't belong in a government-guaranteed pay cycle. So whatever we, and once you take on staff, well, then it's doubly scary because you're responsible for their livelihoods as well. So I think I was lucky. I had a couple of very good mentors who helped me keep on the path And encouraged me. I had a girlfriend who said to me, she heard me, a couple people said to me, How's business going? I was like, Oh, terrifying, scary, oh God. And she said, Stop that. She said, If you don't believe in yourself, who will? She said, I want the next person that says to you, How's business going? I want you to say, Great, fabulous, terrific, love it. Challenging, but terrific. Become a self fulfilling prophecy. And I hope I've tried to pass that on to people that, and I really believe that if you don't believe in yourself, no one will. But when you've got no money in the bank and bills to pay, and you're trying to establish yourself, that's a lot easier said than done. That feeling of why have I done this? I'm a failure. So get good mentors and and good networks. I think are really important.
0: Yeah, two of the two of the critical things that. Uh the Chamber does uh, every day as, uh, as we've talked about, you know, networking and mm. mentorship, uh, two of our core focuses as we move forward post uh, the major disruption we're in at the moment. But let's, let's just move a bit further on from that. So I, my view is that if uh, you, a vote for small business is a uh, vote for the community, uh, my view is small business and the community intrinsically linked. People in the small business community uh, are households, in Toowoomba and um, they have incomes and we know from the recent um, statistics that about 98% small businesses in the region and about 50% estimated people work in the small business and it's a really important part of this community. So can you tell me what do you think those links are between community and small business and how important they are?
1: I think it's it's small business that are the ones that are going to employ our kids Small businesses are the ones that are probably prepared to take a chance on a young person and give them a go. We can be more flexible, we're a bit more nimble. Larger, I mean, large organisations, we have some fabulous like Heritage Bank and others who do great things in our community and the flow and effect from them is so worthwhile. But when we're talking right down to grassroots, if you think young people often get their start because in a small business they're going to get mentored there's going to be someone to give them that hand up and take the time to genuinely be interested in what they want to do, the study and the links, I think, Todd, as you alluded to, that, you know, if you get a kid that would like to go to uni but doesn't know where to start or tape, usually in, in Toowoomba business community, we all know who to ask and who to reach out to. And, you know, just that, that next connection... And then I think it goes further than that for me is small business are the ones that are supporting the not-for-profits and the, it sounds really trite but the sponsoring things, the kids rugby league, the sausage sizzles, the school fate, you look at those mums and dads and as you say 50% of them, where would we be without them? They're invested here, they live here, they own houses here or they pay rent here. They're invested in this community and it goes that step further. It's more than just their business. They truly are part of this community and the lifeblood. Imagine if we took that away.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. Those linkages are significant and often go unnoticed or not unrecognised by the people who support mm. small business, but just generally that understanding. And I think that's why now it's so important in a time where small business has been impacted significantly, as mm. we know from our recent yes. statistics, it's, uh, it's been devastating. And I know this community is resilient and remains optimistic. So how, do you, how important for you from an advocacy point of view is actually working hard and transparently and respectfully with all levels of government to actually achieve better outcomes for small business?
1: Well, I think that's why Chamber plays such a role in that advocacy because the average small business of my size don't always have the contacts, told at Chamber or State Government if to understand, like, the job, how does the job keeper work, or how does the new grant application? And I think we're very fortunate to have such a proactive chamber to be that go-to organisation, and it's free, and it, even it, you don't have to be a member to ask for help. And I think um, I think council, local council, particularly a Regional Council, I think the spirit is willing, but I don't know if they actually understand the mechanics of what it means to be in small business and what those risks are. And if we don't have someone advocating, and because those of us in small business are so busy earning a living, we don't really have the time or the dollars to jump up and down and go, hey, guys, you know, you've made this decision, but have you really thought of what that impact's going to be? So it's it's so important to have an advocate like Chamber that is truly independent, that small business can rely on to advocate for them. Because I think as we said earlier, we're lucky to have people we know that we can go to and say, Hey, can you help with this or whatever at council level and state government, that sort of thing. But a lot of people don't know that. If they're they're too busy just you know, if you're if you've got a small business during COVID, you you're so busy just trying to keep your doors open that to have that independent body working for you without being asked is hugely important.
0: It appears to me a very unique uh, thing about the Tumba Chamber. I mean, they are independent. There's no direct line of funding from Tumba Regional Council, state government, or the federal government. It's all any government funding is through going through due process through the application of grants. So th- that independent voice cr- creates an ability small business to unite behind the chamber um, and really advocate, as you say, on behalf. So I think uniquely Toowoomba Chamber has that real independence, which I think is a great thing, as you say.
1: Say yes to locals. Support small business. Chamber's top tips. Buy from your local shops, cafes and restaurants to keep locals in jobs. Ask your local store if they can deliver to your door. Pay with plastic when possible, not cash. Stock up on gift certificates for later. Post about your visit on social media and share their posts. Check in with small business owners and employees. Look for local retailers with an online platform or help a local shop develop one. And most importantly, be kind, support each other and look out for one another. Let's keep it local to Woomba.
0: So let's, uh, speaking of council, you ran for uh, a position at the recent Toowoomba regional, or the recent local government elections. Um, You finished 11th, Mm -hmm. which as I understand the legislation, uh, someone either has to resign or uh, be removed from office within the first two years and you're next in line. So tell us about, you are a big advocate at small business, as was many of the people Mm. that stood up um, at our council candidate events and supported small business and what we stood for and understood the the backbone of um, the economy. So tell us about the experience of being a candidate and what was it like advocating for small business as one of your key platforms?
1: Right. Yeah, it was certainly an interesting experience, Todd, Um, and I don't regret it. I met some fabulous people. I was very heartened to see the number of young people putting their hands up, some successful and some not. I think that bodes really well for us as a region that young people are interested enough to stand up because it's a fairly daunting and a very expensive experience. But I hope that with the election of the new candidates particularly, who, as you say, stood on a platform of small business, I hope that that comes to fruition and I hope they do have an understanding from being on the campaign trail and talking to small business and have an understanding of what the challenges are, and that translates to action on the floor of council chambers. I think that you need the, the experience and the fear and, of being in business to understand business, but I stood on that platform because I'm fairly passionate about supporting small business Because I do think we do get a bit overlooked when it comes to decision-making, either at government level or big business level, that we're seen maybe as a bit of a necessary evil with that Jack Terrier nipping at the heels, you know. And I think if we don't speak up, we do get overlooked. As you say, I think it's really important that Chamber is that independent advocate, but that brings its own challenges. Um, You're like a small business too, if you don't. Don't get funding, you don't eat, and you've got people that rely on you for jobs. So I think people often think from the outside that Chamber is funded, and I think they think the board positions are paid, and I'm sure Harrison would love to think they were, but they're not. So there's you know a group of small business people that are putting their money where their mouth is. I enjoyed the experience, and, as I say, met some great people, but i I truly do hope that the people that stood on the platform of small business will translate that to the floor of Chambers. And I have no reason to doubt they won't. They're good people and they are sincere and very genuine in, in wanting to do it. So I hope that will maybe make a difference in the decision-making at council level.
0: So can you give an observation of what you think about the packages put forward to date for small business? What would you say?
1: I think, that, as I said earlier, I think the intent is good. Um, as I think the spirit is willing but I think they possibly could have gone further, I think, particularly for really small business start-ups, sole traders, who aren't getting any help. And you and I both know of a number of business people in Toowoomba that are funding staff that don't fit the criteria out of their own pockets. And I do worry sometimes that the bureaucracy doesn't understand those situations, and I think they could have gone further. Um, to help those, particularly those really small businesses that are doing it really tough.
0: So the um, election is the next uh, local government election is just under four years away. So um, are you thinking about uh, putting your hand up again at this early stage to no, uh, run again?
1: <laughs> I don't think so, Todd. Why I think not? No, I had a crack. I think I've had a crack, and um, I think um, I think local government has changed quite significantly. I think now the size of the Toowoomba Regional Council has become, you know, we're now on a par with the Gold Coast and Brisbane, and I think it's a very different look. I've sort of come from the era of local government as an extension of public service and community service, and I think it's possibly become a, a bigger business than possibly what I thought. So I think in four years we'll only be bigger and bigger again, and I think it will be a very different. Outlook to what it's been in in my history.
0: So tell us about your experiences just through this major s- disruption. As we go back to small business, and where do you think uh, small businesses will what will they look and feel like? Do you think in six, 12 months time?
1: I think we'll see a lot of change, but I think you said earlier. I think Toowoomba Business Committee is quite unique, and I think small business particularly will probably do better in some ways than big business because we can be quite nimble. So. I'm hearing stories all the time of people working from home that may continue to do that. I think it could have a, a big impact on our commercial tenancies and I think for us as a community that's a concern because a lot of mum and dad investors you know, have their super in offices like mine so I think that's a concern. But I hope too we'll see more women come to the workforce because the flexibility will be offered that, they've proven that they can work from home successfully home school they all need medals but and dads too but i think hopefully it'll be maybe that's wrong i shouldn't say more women i'm hoping families that dads will be able to maybe have work from home two days pick pick the kids up and hopefully employers will be that bit more flexible too cuz they know it it does work so if you can have a workforce that can still deliver through this torrid, horrid time and still deliver on time every time, imagine in good times if you give your employees that flexibility. I think we'll, I think we'll see a lot of change, and I think people, small businesses, I think will respond really quickly and well.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. We've seen a lot of uh, reinvention, adaptation. Yes. Um, and innovation from small business um, Mm. during um, the past sort of uh, eight to ten weeks. So I think I'm with you in that 100%. Now, as a small business identity, very well known in the community, let me just uh, touch base on Chamber. Uh, You were there for what, 12 years? 12 years. And you were the president for five five years. Tell us about what was your greatest achievement from the Chamber and uh, your greatest challenge.
1: Oh, oh heavens. Greatest achievement, I think what I was proud is two things probably. I was proud of who we've become in that the organisation has never lost sight, has always kept its heart and that sounds a bit warm and fuzzy and fluffy but I think there's lots of places a business can go to get advice. They can go to their account, they can go to their bank, they can go to other um, membership organisations and get advice. They're not always going to go to somewhere where someone actually cares and I think that's a hallmark of who Chamber is, that um, small business is made to feel welcome and they are encouraged and supportive and you only have to go to a business at dusk and watch the room and watch people go, hey, Todd, have you met Joy? Come and I'll introduce you. And I think that, to me, is we've never lost sight of that. <coughs> Pardon me, we have, you know, huge numbers. I still do the Royal We, sorry. You have huge numbers at business at dusk, but the feeling is still the same. And I think that, to me, is something I hope we never lose sight of. But the other thing I think is I feel Chambers come of age, that as an organisation, uh, it's now got a rightful seat at the table. With government, uh, I know John McVeigh brought Josh Frydenberg to town. He came to Chamber. uh, When Dame uh, Quinton Bryce um, launched her um, report, Not Now, Not Ever, she chose the Chamber to do that. When Malcolm Turnbull came to town, uh, Chamber was asked to run the event. When Premier and Cabinet came to town, Chamber was asked to run that event. And I think years ago we were sort of seen as a bit of a boys' club, long, long way back in history, that it was just an opportunity for blokes to get together and have a beer. I think we've completely outlived that reputation now and I think we're seen as a genuine networking. But an advocate and I think that's important, that we have a real purpose and I think those two things aren't exclusive of one another but are both hugely important in small business and I think I'd like to think that people that are involved in Chamber know that but for those people who aren't would be, I think, pleasantly surprised at how welcome they're made to feel but how important and how supportive Chamber is. And the challenges for the current board and my current team, yeah. one at least that you oh, think is I think, uh, I think, on the
0: horizon that you want us to get cracking I on? I think
1: it's always going to be very hard, I think, and it's not of your making, I think, for Chamber to do as much as you do and succeed as well as you do without the funding uh, to be put into that position where you do so much work for small business and a lot of it unheralded and unfunded. I think that's a concern and I think it should be a concern for small business that they have this advocate that has no funding and relies on membership and sponsorship to survive when other organisations are funded. I think that's a concern. I think, too, it's it's going to be – and you have a great board and they do it for all the right reasons, which I think is important. Nobody's there because the, it looks good on their CV. They're there because they're passionate about business and I think they're going to have a lot of challenges of how best to serve the new look after COVID. And none of us really know what that will look like, do we, Todd? Like, we can't – you know, we can guess – that there could be challenges and and opportunities that none of us have even thought of.
0: Well, I think they will absolutely Mm. agree. I think there will be challenges that we Mm. haven't faced yet. There will be opportunities that we don't know about yet. Mm. Um, And there's a lot of uh, more smarter people in the small business community who are already getting their strategies ready to adapt and change and um, move forward. So, Joy, I mean, it's been really interesting talking to you this morning, particularly with uh, your long history in small business. If you're going to give me uh, one piece of advice or the listeners um, one piece of advice from a small business perspective, what would it be?:
1: I could give you 17. No.
0: <laughs> well that's what I've heard. and I was warned about before coming here, so that's why I thought I'd limit it to one today.
1: Well, I think, we can
0: always come back.
1: <laughs> I think, can I have two? Two You may have two. two. I think first of all, I think have a crack. No matter what, have a crack. You know, I think you'll, you've you got to get in and give it a go. So have a crack, no matter what, and I think back yourself. I think believe in yourself. And I think those pieces, of, the second piece of advice was given to me and the first piece of advice of have a crack, I've, I've learnt the hard way. I've never said no to any opportunity. Um, you know, paddle like a duck crazy sort Mm. of figure out how to deliver later but I've never turned down an opportunity, I've never said no to an opportunity ever and I don't regret it for a minute. Well, I think that's
0: good advice. It's actually made me feel a bit emotional about uh, uh, having a crack because it's like what we basically started this session with is there are so many brave small business owners and individuals in this community, you know, across the state and nation who are out there having a crack to follow their dreams Now, that is about, for me, feeling alive um, and having a real go at what you believe in. And those people need to be acknowledged and congratulated. I mean, I've had many failures in small business. As you know, Joy, I'm trying to develop my own small business in the background. And that's, I think, super advice for all of us, just to keep soldiering away. We will be, none of us are perfect. We will have successes and failures. But I think, Joy, that is a great piece of advice, which I think our listeners will love. Is there anything, you know, before we leave you this morning to uh, uh, make some money so you can uh, feed yourself tonight?
1: (laughs) Feed the team. (laughs)
0: Feed the team today. Yeah. Um, Is there anything else you would like to add?
1: I think for only other thing I'd say, and it comes no secret that I'm a hugely passionate advocate for Toowoomba in the Chamber. I think we are very fortunate to live where we live. I spoke to Superintendent Mark Kelly the other day and he said very succinctly, if you're going to have to live through COVID, you'd do it in Toowoomba. And I think that translates across the board. It doesn't matter if it's COVID, the GFC, doesn't matter what it is, Toowoomba's the place to be. And I think sometimes it takes a COVID for us to step back and realise just how lucky we are to live where we live.
0: Well, thank you, Joy. I think that is a great, wise words. Once again, I'm profusely agreeing with you, which is a bit of a worry. So, um, but I agree. This is a, there's no doubt this is a great community. People do bind together and they work through the challenges that they face collectively. Um, and like you say, part of our advocacy role at the Chamber is to work collaboratively with all people. We won't always agree, mm. but we'll do it respectfully and transparently. So, Joy Mingay. It's been an absolute pleasure picking your brain this morning. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you, Todd.